Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Downs, and Jim Ruddle. Well, everyone, welcome to episode 40 of Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Evans, along with my co-hosts, Michael Doms and Jim Ruddle. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, geek. A, a geek, geek, exactly. Like a geek. But what you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard <laughs> goddamn work making something this pretty look like a chump. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. So uh, this wraps up the regular fantasy season, guys. Man, it's time for the fantasy playoffs. So how was your weekend, guys? Did you get a chance to watch any football? Well, this was another busy weekend. I could say uh, football like Jim Morris says playoffs. Football? No, I don't ever get to watch football anymore. Yesterday I made homemade chili, which is about a four or five hour process. And then today we made homemade tamales. Both turned out really good. I think I'm going to lose today. I'm up six points, but the chump, yes, I'm playing the chump, and he is beating me because I got dragged down to chump, <laughs> chump land. In, into the chump pit. Yep. It, but he has Hunter Henry and DH. You know what those initials mean. I mean, Dicker the kicker, but it does not matter. <laughs> DFS, baby. We'll talk about that later. Another trip down the Chicago River for old Jimbo. <laughs> I came back. I dried off, man. I'm here. I'm recording. I'm here. <laughs> so how was your weekend, Jim? Uh, my weekend was all about beating one champ last week. And hopefully it's not over yet. I'm not declaring victory, but I will have to. I have Dicker and I have Hunter Henry. All I got to do is score seven points and I'll have beaten the other champ going into the playoffs. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Now, granted, my, my grasp on the games this week, as far as like uh, gambling and whatnot, man, I, I couldn't I couldn't win. I lost everything today, but that's usually how it goes. I win in fantasy, I lose in gambling. But for our league, and me only winning it twice in 28 years, I kind of like where my team's sitting going into the playoffs right now. Well, Jim, if you win in fantasy, lose in betting, and lose in fantasy, win in betting, you should be a millionaire, right? <laughs> but that that trend only really started this year. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm wagering chump money, man. So I mean, it's not like I'm gonna be a millionaire. I say all those years of losing in fantasy, man. He was making some bank. <laughs> no, no. The, the the chump name was was given and earned by being bad at both. At least this year, I've been all I've been able to alternate it. So at least I feel good good about something every weekend. All right. So my weekend was filled with family stuff. You know, I'm just glad to be thinking about football right now. It uh, looks like I'm trailing Tim right now by around 26 points at the time of this recording, which is before the Sunday night game. I have Josh Palmer going tonight, and then he has New England's defense going tomorrow night. So I would need a huge game out of Josh Palmer, and I just don't think that's going to happen. So it would probably be another loss for me. So right now, I think Tim is number one in scoring. And I think I was at number three in scoring going into recording. So uh, uh, another week of putting up good scores and just playing the wrong person. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I know I wasn't at the top of the scores. My team was busy making tamales with me today. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, 
you're, you're talking about a four hour process of making chili. Usually my four hour process with chili is the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Larry has had such bad luck this year. He is the only one in the last nine weeks that hasn't dwelled down in the 80s and 90s with me when I played him last week. His bad luck was so bad that he actually drug my score up into the 120s last week in order to beat him. And now I'm right back here in the chump pit with Mike. You tried dragging it down, and then your team said, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, Taysom <laughs> <laughs> Bigger tight end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get into uh, the next segment, let's go ahead and check the music charts, and we'll check that out. We have the number one song at funerals. Champ, 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 Do they play that song while lowering the casket or while actually putting the dirt bag on it? Probably both. And hopefully they'll throw this song track in with it. Dude, I'll have to get Frankie on this too, man. Now that Larry made that comment about funerals, I was just picturing the Undertaker's entrance without his gong music but with our champ champ music. Oh, <laughs> Undertaker making his entrance with the champ champ music. <laughs> I, I, I was biting my lip from laughing while the song was playing, man. That, that's good. I wish I could do shit like that. Well, we were biting our lip too, but it wasn't because of laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the waiver wire targets for week 15. So, uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead and get us started? All right, kind of like last week, the pickings are getting pretty slim now. Uh, my first guy is going to be Jarek McKinnon of the Chiefs. Geisel are going to vouch for me on this. He was one of my DFS call-ups in our group chat this morning. I loved him today. I love him going forward. He figures heavily in the passing game for the Chiefs, and he's in a high-powered offense. So especially if you're in a PPR, I would jump all over this guy. If not, even in a standard, he'll get you some points. Yeah, Mike was all over this guy. Yeah, he was available in PPR, and I didn't pick him up this week. I should have. All right, so Jim, who do you have then? Um, I have the African Nightmare. See, I already forgot how to say it. You just told me. Chikosum. Chikosum Okonk. Whoa. The tight end <laughs> for, the Tennessee, uh, for the Tennessee Titans. Now, granted, all right, so we're heading into playoff time. So generally, either the top six or top four teams are in, so generally the top four, top six tight ends. I still think there's there's spots for uh, guys are going to need quality tight ends for the first round of the playoffs. This guy got a ton of targets today. And granted, uh, Bergzilla was out in the percussion protocol, but Tannehill really proved today he doesn't really have anybody else to throw to when Burks is out. This uh, Okongwo, he seems like the weapon he needs. Yeah, this guy has been getting a ton of targets the last, you know, over the last few weeks, actually. Right, right. I thought he was just kind of a fluke, but today just kind of proved to me that when, when they had to throw the ball, he saw a ton of targets today. Yeah, I mean, just kind of looking over the last three games, not counting this week, you know, five targets, five targets, six targets over just over the last three weeks, not including today. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Tennessee got embarrassed today. I think they're going to go on another run here. So perfect timing for your playoffs. All right. So my waiver wire pickup is Zonovan Knight. So I really kind of wrote this guy off. I just thought that this kid was just a fill-in while Michael Carter was out. 
But uh, evidently, they really like him. I mean, he was heavily used today against a tough Buffalo defense. He's played well the last couple of weeks, and they have games against Miami, Chicago, and Cincinnati in the fantasy playoffs. So this is definitely a guy that you could target, especially if you need help at running back due to injuries or just due to, you know, loading up on wide receivers and not having very good running backs uh, like like the Chumps team. <laughs> but he's already picked up. I'm with you. I love him for the Miami and Chicago matchups for sure. Cincinnati, after seeing what they did to Chubb today, I would probably not use him against Cincinnati. But yeah, I like him in the other two for sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. It was just shocking. I mean, in the bad weather in Buffalo against that defense, they still trusted Knight with the ball today. That was, I mean, I couldn't believe Michael. They weren't using Michael Carter. Michael Carter stinks. Right, and and that's the key word is trust. I mean, for them to be giving him the ball in that weather against that defense, I mean, you, you they had to trust that guy. Right, and that that was a big game for them. Yep. All right, so Mike, who's your next waiver wire target? My next guy is Evan Effing Ingram. Here's the line. 11 catches, 162 yards, and two touchdowns. Ingram and Lawrence are clicking right now. I really like Ingram in leagues, and he should be a cheap option in daily fantasy as well. I really love the way he, he and Lawrence are clicking. The only problem is, is Ingram will usually follow this up with two catches for 11 yards and zero touchdowns. So be careful of that. But he's showing out, man. Yeah, I I like it. I was just going to say this screams that TJ Hawkinson game that happened in week four or five. And then Hawkinson disappeared for six weeks after that. And then he got traded and whatnot. But man, you don't you want Ingram to have that game for you. You don't want to be following the first round of the playoffs following that game. So Mike already hit that. Yeah, that he scares me but he's got to be noticed. So Jim, who is your next waiver wire target? Uh, this is just a hunch on the way the bears are going to use Justin Fields. My, my waiver pickup, he was available in both leagues was chase Claypool this week. Uh, especially with the bears coming off the bye. uh, Darnell Mooney's not around. And I don't know if anybody in outside of Chicago has ever heard of anybody else that's catching passes for the bears other than Cole Komet. I, I think they're going to use these last four games. These, the bear have, have a, brutal schedule the last four weeks playing Philly playing Buffalo so they're going to be I think Fields is going to be throwing the ball a lot if he's not he's going to get killed but uh Claypool's the guy he's the one that they have to get their relationship down now for next year to see if Claypool can be the number one next year so I I I think Claypool's a, a talented receiver I really like his role going forward for the rest of the year okay all right so uh my waiver wire pickup is going to be Brock Purdy so if you didn't listen to Mike last week and, uh, you know, go and pick him up this week and, and and don't make that same mistake twice. I mean, run to the waiver wire, grab this guy if he's out there. He doesn't look like Mr. Irrelevant out there, man. He's played really, really well the last two weeks. He plays against Seattle, Washington, and Las Vegas in the fantasy playoffs. So, you know, Seattle you can throw against, Las Vegas you can throw against, Washington a little bit tougher. But, you know, teams are able to throw against them as well. But um, that may be the toughest matchup that he's going to face over the next three weeks. I like that call. And uh, they said Brock Purdy, if he won today, which he did, he'd be the first seventh-round quarterback since 2008 to win a game. Uh, Trivia question, can either of you guess who that quarterback was? No. 
Gus uh, Ferrat. <laughs> oh, wow. So you, you know what I thought about while I was watching this guy today is, okay, so you know that Garoppolo is going to be gone during the offseason, more than likely. So then you've got Lance coming back in the, you know, next season and then Purdy. If Lance starts out playing like crap, does Purdy get in there and get a shot? I think it's possible. Oh, no, absolutely. But I, and does he, does he steal that job away? But let's not get let's not get crazy here. Now, granted, San Francisco that team that that especially once they got Christian McCaffrey, uh, they are just there's just crazy talent all over this guy. And if that starts break like Debo went down today, if that starts breaking down, let's see how he can react when he he really hasn't had to face a, an adverse situation yet. So I mean, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, no, you're 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 definitely right there. He hasn't faced any you know real adversity. But in the same token, Trey Lance really hasn't done anything at all, period. So, you know, does this guy stand a chance of unseating him next year if he comes back and just starts, you know, falling on his face? Yeah, that was going to be my exact point. What is what has Trey Lance ever done? Nothing. No, no, that's true. And I mean, to precurse it, man, I, I kind of saw Tom Brady out there a little bit. The, the situation Brady was when he came up as a rook, I mean... He had a bunch of talent around him. He took over for Drew Bledsoe. Uh, you know, Brady was a, a six-round pick or whatever. It, all it takes is just getting a little... If he gets the confidence and they go far in the playoffs with them, who knows? But yeah, Trey Lance, they'll dump him to the curb, it, it, you know, if Purdy is, is successful. Okay. So, Mike, who is your next waiver wire target? Well, since we're talking about young rookie quarterbacks, uh, mine is going to be Desmond Ritter. The reins are being handed to Ritter for Atlanta to see what they have in him. And he can't be much worse than Mariota. I mean, Mariota did at least keep the ship upright while they were playing. But they got to find out what they have in Ritter before the draft next year. So, But I don't see Ritter doing much this year. This I would say in a dynasty league or a, like a large keeper league like ours, Ritter is a guy to pick up. Just, just see what you have in him. Especially if you just have a like a Tannehill or someone like that as your number three quarterback or number two quarterback, pick up Ritter and take a chance. See what you got. Same can also be said for like the Carolina. I can't think of who their rookie quarterback is. Any of these young rookie quarterbacks that are just holding the clipboard right now. Why not pick them up? Yeah. I kind of like, uh, I kind of like that call on Desmond Ritter. You just got to watch out and make sure that Mr. Roper doesn't come in and <laughs> you know, spoil the party. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think it, this signals that, you know, Atlanta has been running the ball this year and that's how they've been able to see, you know, stay on the above line of mediocre. I, I think they want to see what Drake London can do too. And I think they wanna, they're want they going to want to throw the ball. Hell or high water, they're going to try throwing the ball because that's what Desmond Ritter represents. Okay. So Jim, who is your next waiver wire pickup? Uh, I've liked this guy ever since they traded away McCaffrey, Chubba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Bubba, whatever. I think he all along has been their guy. Now, granted, once they made that trade, Hubbard was unavailable that first week. Deonta Foreman got all the carries and looked spectacular. But the the healthier Hubbard gets, it seems like it's going more towards a 50-50 and it looks like Hubbard's more of the pass catcher. I think they want to see what Hubbard can do for the rest of this year. And with what happened today, Carolina's right in the playoff race again. All they can really do with Darnold is run the ball. At the very least, you're getting a 50-50 split, and it's a handcuff for Foreman. 
Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how this is going to play out as well because, you know, you've got three backs here. You've got Chubba Hubbard, you got Deonta Foreman, and then you got that Blackshare who's a rookie, and he actually looked pretty good today right, too. Right, right. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see who kind of takes the lead going forward and then who's the front runner going into next year. All right, so we've got the Kool-Aid man in Detroit. So can we say this guy's the Chubba Bubba Bubblegum guy? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How he hasn't trademarked <laughs> trademarked that yet in two years, I'll never know. <laughs> All right. So my next waiver wire target is going to be J.K. Dobbins. So more than likely, he's not out there. But if somebody did drop him due to that injury, I mean, pick him up immediately. You know, this is a team that likes to run the ball. They're really good at running the ball. And I think that they're really, really going to lean on the uh, run even more now since both their first string and second string quarterbacks are hurt. Love that call. And I, I did, I didn't see that uh, long run that he had, but I'm curious to go back and look at it. It had to be really nice. It, well, here's what I noticed from that run. And, and that was, he still is, was it his left knee that he had surgery on? I believe so. I, I believe so too. Oh, okay. So I don't know which which knee it was, but when he was running, so he was running towards that right sideline, and you could tell that he was kind of, his gait when he was running, he was favoring that left leg. He wasn't fast at all, but he was really favoring that left leg, and if you look those last few steps before he went out of bounds, you can tell he's still not 100% sure of that leg he still put up some really good numbers over a hundred yards. And it was it one touchdown or two, one touchdown. It was, I think it was one. And I, yeah. and I agree with you, Lair. Uh, that's the only reason I didn't have a, so much of a problem trading him in our deep keeper, almost dynasty league this year's even when, before he went out this year to have that clean knee cleaned up, it just, he didn't look right running the ball. I, I think he's still favoring from his ACL. And he may be, um, you know, I mean, definitely you could tell definitely that was an unusual, it was an unusual run there at the very end. And you could tell that it affected both of his, his speed and probably his power because it didn't, it didn't look like he had any confidence of putting pressure on that left leg and kind of driving into the guy. And he was just trying to get out of bounds. Oh, he was just, but he ran he well just, after that too. He was just tired. <laughs> I'll well, well, old man. He's been sitting down for six weeks. <laughs> I'd be tired too. I'd be tired after six feet. He was running like he had a peg leg on that side. He did continue to run well after that run too. So maybe, maybe he's, it's just one of those he's going to grow confidence as he keeps going forward. Yeah. No, yeah. I really like this pick, Larry. I, I'm a co-host of a fantasy podcast. Maybe you've heard of it, but I, <laughs> I thought J.K. Dobbins was out for the year. I, I had no intention. I thought it was Gus's show. I, I didn't even dwell or dream that he would come back this year. I thought he was done. So for him to come back and then produce right away, amazing. Well, and, and Mike had said yesterday, I think that he had texted everybody and said, hey, you know what? Dobbins is active. And I said, there is no way I can start that guy on his first week back. You know what I mean? I got to see what he can do first. And man, you know what? This was probably his best week. Right, yeah. right. I started James Cook over him in PPR. I picked him up as soon as Mike Texas sat. I picked him up off our waiver wire and sat on him. And now that's going to do me no good. I'm going to miss the playoffs. You you picked who I picked up? Dobbins up. The second Mike Texas, oh, I knew okay. you had him, but I went to the PPR league 
There he was. He was on the bottom of the ESPN projection. I mean, you had to dig and dig and dig. Yet I had to search for him. But there he was. Picked him, picked him up. I dropped Evan Ingram for him. <laughs> and then didn't play Dobbins. That's how bad my week was in PPR this week. So so that that's case in point. You know, you're in a league there where somebody dropped him due to injury. So, you know, for you guys listening out there, if somebody dropped him due to injury and nobody picked him up for this week, you know, try and try and jump on him for this next oh, week. Oh, I absolutely think he's gonna be the number one in most leagues, he's gonna be the number one guy this week. Yeah. All right, so Jim, we're to the uh, streaming defenses portion of this. Yeah, thing. I mean, if you made the playoffs, you probably by now have a defense that you're you're pretty solid with, but I'm still going to throw a couple out there. Carolina's defense on the road looked pretty good against a decent Seattle offense today, and, and they're at home next week versus Pittsburgh. If Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback for Pittsburgh next week, I probably saw him for five minutes on red zone today, and he threw three picks in five minutes. I mean, Carolina's going to eat Mitch up. And then uh, coming off a bye, New Orleans is at home coming off that disastrous loss to Tampa Bay. But because Tampa Bay stinks so bad, New Orleans really isn't out of anything. They have Desmond Ritter at home. And like I suggested, I think Atlanta's going to try throwing the ball. I think there's going to be turnovers to be had for a really good New Orleans defense if New Orleans defense is still out there for you. So what you're saying is New Orleans defense is Mr. Roper. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of Mr. Furley. They suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking about this. I mean, what would be a really good musical drop for this is, you know, to have a a musical drop for Jim's streaming D's. (laughs) Gonna, which porn site you're gonna go on for that? Bounce, <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, Jim streaming D's. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to think about that. That's uh... as long as it doesn't turn into Jim's golden showers or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, so let's go ahead and get into these start sit options then for Thursday night's game, which is the 49ers at the Seahawks. So, Mike, uh, who would be your start in this game? My new number two quarterback, Brock Purdy. If you're hurting at quarterback and you need someone out there, Purdy is looking pretty good, and he has stud options. I think he'll do well in this spot against the Seahawks. I like that pick. That's actually who I had written down in here first, and then I deleted it because I was like, the layup here, the absolute layup here is Christian McCaffrey. Seattle is super susceptible to the run, and McCaffrey is a stud. I mean, you just do the math on that, and this is bad news for Seattle. You know, I think they're going to lean heavily on McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, we're all picking or McCaffrey if you if you're if you're talking to Jim. We're we're all picking 49ers here, but I, I suspect that Seattle lost today because they were looking ahead to playing San Francisco this week, so they might have an extra special effort. But I, I don't see it. Seattle's not that good of a team. And Geno Smith is a mirage, especially against this 49 This 49er defense is really going to expose Geno Smith. But uh, my pick is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Debo went down with an ankle, ankle injury today, and I think we're not going to see Debo for a little while. So I think this is going to be Ayuk's time to shine. Kittle will get a little more shine. Uh, they always have Christian or CMC, but I, I think this is going to be Ayuk's time to shine in prime time. 
Yep. No. And they, and they were, I guess at first they thought it was a knee for uh, Debo and then they came back and said it's an ankle, but they didn't think that it was as serious as what originally it, it looked. But yeah, he's, pr- he's probably going to be out for a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's, sh- it's, a, it's a short week. I can't see him playing this Thursday. Right, exactly. All right, so uh, let's get into the sit. So Mike, who is your sit this week? I had a tough time coming up with a sit here. I, I Larry's going to go over the guy I would have picked next, but my guy's going to be Jason Myers. He's been a solid kicker this year, and he might even be like number two or number three in our scoring all year. But I see this game. I think San Francisco is going to roll, and I think it's going to be pretty bad. So if that does happen, it, Myers is going to be near useless. I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I just don't see this as a Myers kicking game. Yeah, no, I think they're going to be playing from behind and needing touchdowns, not needing three points for field goals. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, so, so so my sit is Geno Smith. So Geno Smith passed for 197 yards and an interception and, and no touchdowns when he met against this defense in week three. I think that this defense is even better now. I think that the 49ers defense is going to give Geno fits in this game. I agree with that 100%. They just... B slapped uh, Brady today. Imagine what they're going to do to Geno. Yeah. 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 I mean, granted, Geno's a little more mobile than what Brady is, but Brady, I mean, Brady can usually sit back in that pocket and just pick apart defenses, and he just couldn't do that today. Now, granted, he did have a couple drops from some key players, and it seems like Mike Evans is a shadow of him, his old self. So. I don't know. Brady's the one that's a shit. He, there was a couple bad throws to Evans, too. Maybe Evans gets those when he, a couple years ago, but... Brady is the shell. Well, I think both, yeah. So, Jim, who's your sit in this then? Well, I, I think we could have just stopped this all and say maybe you can start DK Metcalf, but basically sit all your Seahawks. Uh, Walker used to be a stud, but even if Walker comes back at running back, I, my sit's Travis Homer because you picked him up and he got the bulk of the carries this week, but DJ Dallas could be back. Kenneth Walker could be back. Homer's still there. Their running game, even if these guys are healthy, you know, however they juggle it, it's all going up against the San Francisco run defense. Forget it. Don't start any of them. They're going to be splitting carries. Even if one, if it's just one against the whole thing, I I can't really justify starting against San Francisco. But if you got to split it up amongst three and take a guess, and this is playoff week, forget it. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Seattle running backs, rest in peace. all right so just a reminder we're going to go ahead and record that fantasy festivus episode next sunday so make sure you get us your fantasy grievances um before then so that way we can uh share them on the air so then mike i was gonna say otherwise you're gonna hear us bitching for 30 minutes about our grievances and no one wants to hear that yeah rick (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh Mike, you had some DFS corner here. Yeah, I'll make this uh, quick and easy here. Uh, I gave my uh, my fantasy uh, DFS lineup in uh, our last episode, and I turned $15 into $30 playing only double-ups, and I hit on all five of my lineups I used. I did focus on Collins, uh, sorry, Cousins and Thielen, like I talked about, but I also focused on Cousins with Jefferson, who went off today without a touchdown. I had another lineup where I focused on Goff with Jefferson, Chark, and Judy. And then I used McKinnon and Pollard as value plays at running back. Tony, this is 
it's it's getting easier by the week. Tune in, guys. I got more for you. Nice. nice. Hey, dude, my Russell, my Russell Wilson lineup cashed, man. Nice. I got ten bucks on five. I was trying. I was going for something bigger with the you know kind of left field picks, but Wilson to G- Judy with some Jefferson and uh, I had a bunch of other snowflakes in there actually. Oh, oh, Kongwu. That's why I, I he was my man today at tight end. I I had him as well. I I cashed on two out of four lineups. So one out of two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Uh... That's going to do it for us today. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, to help us grow, please share the podcast with your friends. I mean, this is December. It's around Christmas time. You know, share the champs and the chump, you know, with uh, with all your friends and your family. I'm sure they're going to enjoy that while you're sitting around sipping on some eggnog. Yeah, it's a free Christmas gift. It's pretty much becoming an epidemic, almost like the hungry kids in Africa in the eighties. <laughs> oh, that, that has a meaning. <laughs> I see where this, I see where that's going. All right. So please don't forget to follow us on our socials. I can be found on Twitter at fantasy underscore Larry. You can find Michael on Twitter at domination. That's D a H M I N A T I O N. And Jim can be found at Jim Ruddle at hotmail.com. Or you can find me at my new account on Snapagram. LOL. That's for you, Frankie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So join us later this week when we go over our week 15 start sit options. And of course, everybody's favorite segment, the Magic 8 Ball. (laughs) All right. So from all of us, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next time.